Hi guys, thanks for joining us today on the Do It With Dan podcast. We are doing our weekly Q&A session today. I'm Dan's co-host, M, and I will be asking Daniel questions that I've randomly selected from Cora. He doesn't know what they are ahead of time, so we're putting him on the spot. We're super excited to get started and super excited for you to join us today. <laughs> It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mangana. Absolutely. They should be. I don't know if it's because I want to see my face or I want to see yours. I'm not really sure which one. It's okay. It can be a little of both. A little bit. I'm so random sometimes. Have you got some magic for me this week? I, I think so. I think I have some magic for you. Where's the confidence gone? There was... I think so. There was, um, last week was my favorite. I think there were some really juicy ones in there. Yes. I think, I think it's more of a um, 3D week, we'll say. Okay. okay. All right. So, some more tools to implement in your regular everyday life. Oh, that's cool. Me too, so, but they're so fun. Of course, sure. ones, right? Yeah. That's why you keep me around? I keep you around because I love Scott and you're a joint package. <laughs> great answer <laughs> all right daniel we're gonna start you off with the first one is that a good place to start yes it is at what point would you consider yourself successful um so they say success is getting what you want and happiness is wanting what you get so success is always going to be determined by what your objective was in the first place so once i'd achieved that objective i consider myself um successful and i'd celebrate that yeah, I think you have to have, you have to know what success means to you. Yes, it's, it's going to be different to everybody. Nobody's going to have the, no two people are going to have the same definition of success. No, no. And, and when you feel like you have gotten there, then it's time for the next one, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. How do I prioritize all the things I want in my life and which goals are more important? Again, I would say this comes down to personal perspective and what your overall your overall targets are or your overall uh, objectives. So priority should always be in terms of what has the most pressing needs. So if something can be, oh, I don't want to use the word put off, but if something can be dropped down to the list because it's not so urgent in real terms, then fine. But I would always say start with what makes you happy and brings you joy and will build the, um, the habit of taking action. Sometimes I say to people, it's better to start with smaller tasks that are easy to do. They may not be the most important, but they get you into the habit of actually taking action, especially if you've been procrastinating. The other thing that you should consider as well, if procrastination is an issue and it's things that you really can't offload to anybody else, consider what they call eating the frog, which is the thing that you've been avoiding the most, go for first and just jump in on it and do it. Um, that's one of the best ways to... To, to cut procrastination. In terms of my morning regime, for example, if there's something that I've been putting off or that I really am not looking forward to, I'll make sure I do that first. Like at the moment, I've been um, having a challenge. I was, I was having a challenge, I'm over it now, getting back into the gym. So the first piece of clothing I put on in the morning is my gym clothes. Nice. And then as soon as I've done my, sort of my meditation and everything, I go and do the gym, just get it out of the way, go and do it. So yeah. Consider yourself, your personal circumstances and see what works in terms of what we just discussed. Are you putting things off? Have you been, uh, do you need to build a habit of action? 
and if not, just start with what makes you happy, really. But always consider, especially if there's other people that are involved um, or that you're accountable to, uh, take that into consideration also. Yeah, great answer. I think building momentum is important. So yeah. It's very, very important. Yeah. When challenges come, what is your best coping technique? Depends on the challenge, generally. Um, but for me, beyond intention is always going to be my go-to model. My, my system is always going to be my go-to model for dealing with, with anything that comes up with the stuck state, um, blocks, emotional locks, getting caught in the past, finding myself in a behavioral pattern that I'm not really feeling is, uh, is serving me. I will always go to build intention. So the first thing is first, I'll always accept that I and only I have the power to deal with the situation. So when a challenge comes up, I look at it and I say, okay, Mr. Challenge, first and foremost, I've created your existence. So I accept that. Next, Mr. Challenge, I and I alone have the power to deal with you. At that point, it may be time to look at what tools and support I need in order to deal with it. But I always start with accepting responsibility and the power to deal with it. Then I look at dealing with any um, emotions that are attached to the challenge. Because when you're in a disempowered state, you're going to struggle to deal with the challenge. So by getting present, clearing any emotional trauma that might be associated with memories similar to the situation or any other emotions that don't serve that are brought up by the situation, I deal with clearing those. And then I get into a state of confidence that I can deal with the challenge. That's what gratitude is. So I get grateful in advance for a successful outcome. I check my feedback and take the actions necessary to overcome the challenge. Again, making sure I've got the right support network. I'm in the optimal environment for dealing with the challenge, but most importantly, stay mindful and aware of what's going on internally as I deal with the challenge, because as within, so without. Your inner environment is what's gonna affect your outer reality. So when dealing with the challenge, you stay um, mindful of what your internal chatter is about it, Especially sometimes you'd be in the middle of taking action and you get those little voices, oh, you, you can't do this, you're not good enough. Or you start to get into a situation of blaming other people. Um, staying mindful and then celebrating once I've overcome it so that I've got uh, an emotional anchor for when similar situations come up before. Like we spoke about the dragons last week, we spoke about slaying dragons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When you overcome the challenge, it doesn't mean that it's not gonna pop up again. But by anchoring yourself in the celebration of overcoming it, even if it's part of it, you might not succumb it entirely. You might find little victories within the challenge. Celebrate those and it will give you the momentum, like you just said, to get through the rest of the challenge and to deal with it when it pops back up again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like you said, the support system is huge and having those kind of people in your life. So look at your, you know, look around, look at the people around you. Are they the ones that push you when you have your vision of what you, you want your life to look like in the yep. future are the people around you supporting that so when you have these challenges come up are they saying oh my god you know this or that or are they saying exactly what you just said okay how you know how, you know how to overcome this mm -hmm. you in this so yes. I think that's huge I know for me in my life it's it's huge so very much Okay, so you are very good at these kind of questions, Daniel, <laughs> about motivation. Okay. 
I am my own worst enemy. I know what I need to do to achieve my goals in life, but I am lazy, procrastinate, and honestly just wish things would fall into my lap. What mm-hmm. can I do to motivate myself? Um, first and foremost, consider the fact that you may not actually really want it and you might need to change your goals. The very fact that you know what you need to do, so it's not a question of what or how, you know. However, you're procrastinating and lazy. That means that there isn't enough of a pull, there isn't a big enough carrot drawing you to actually achieving the goal or a big enough stick pushing you away from your current situation. You're in too comfortable a situation as it is and you don't have a big enough why pulling you to that end goal. So first and foremost, consider whether this objective that you put that you know what to do, do you really want it? Because if you really wanted it, then you wouldn't need to ask a stranger on the internet to motivate you to go and get it. You'd be doing it. You'd be so busy going to get it, you wouldn't have the time to ask someone to help you get motivated to go and get it. So that's number one. If you're seriously in a situation where you can't offload it and you have to do it, this is where we get into the the work because the very fact that you've acknowledged that you're lazy and procrastinating means that you're aware of it and awareness is the first step to change. And from a state of awareness, you're still sitting in that state of disempowerment, um, there will be no hope for you until you decide for yourself that it's important enough to get up and do it. Simple. Some people I'm a little bit more gentle with when they ask a similar question because they don't know what to do. They say, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I need a bit of inspiration. You said you know what to do. You've acknowledged you are lazy and you are procrastinating. There will only be hope for you when you take responsibility for actually getting out of this disempowered state and going for it. There's people that can inspire you to take action. You can go and look at stories of people that have done similar. You can go and listen to people like, um, I wouldn't even say Les Brown in this instance, because that's for people that want to do it. You need someone more like a Gary Vaynerchuk, who's going to tell you, get up and, you know, get the F up and do it. I would say, I would even go as far as to say maybe some deep work needs to be gone on about getting a, um, an accountability coach or um, someone that's going to literally pull you by the hand to get up and do it because some people need that. And in that case, you may need something like NLP um, or some other kind of therapy work to deal with the fact that you acknowledge that you're being lazy and you're not taking action. So that's actually closer to a a personality trait that's happy being where they are. And it could be the thing that you set up to go and do isn't all that important because it doesn't mean that much. There's not enough meaning. So for example, someone that says, I need to be motivated to go and get a job because I can't feed my family. However, I'm lazy and I'm procrastinating. If, you know, it's like, oh, there's this job or there's this business. Um, I'm lazy and procrastinating, but my family have got money. Then there's not a big enough why. Um, but yeah, definitely consider whether that outcome is what you really want. You need a big why, uh, and definitely start looking at someone to kick you up the bum because definitely you've built, this person has built up a, a, a personality or a character that thinks it's okay to be lazy and to talk about it with impunity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely agree too on that. Not, a, not a big enough stick pushing me in the back because 
as we both know from experience, you get to a place where there is no other option but to yeah. be really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. that, that's your only option at that point. Necessity breeds, what do they say, necessity? Something like necessity basically, when it's necessary, you'll find a way. You know. And, you know. and like you said, if it's something that you wake up and you can't wait to do, mm. You, yeah. On the internet, like you if you said. have big enough passion, big enough drive, uh, big enough passion, or a big enough why, you wouldn't need to ask for motivative motivational help. You would big just be doing it. I love that. Mm. I love that. Okay, Daniel, what has been your biggest regret in life so far? Ooh, that's a bit of a tough one. Um, and I almost didn't ask you this question, and I'll tell you why at the end. Okay. I would say, regret-wise, I've shed a lot of the last dregs of regret. If you'd asked me this six months ago, I would have a couple of answers for you. I would say I've genuinely come to a place now where I don't have regrets. Reason being that I've actually genuinely come to a point where the things in my life that would qualify as regrets, I've actually brought them into my gratitude story as opposed to having them in my victim story, which I've closed the book on now. I don't have a victim story anymore. I've got a gratitude story. So all of the things in my life that would probably qualify for this type of question, I no longer have. I've transmuted that energy into gratitude and that's why I'm seeing more joy in my life. Um, when you regret something, you're saying, ah, I don't want it. But when you accept that you've created it, you have to celebrate it. Otherwise then it becomes a, um, a, a down weight on you as opposed to an empowering I, I, celebration of what you have created. It's like if you make a you make a meal, right? You've never cooked before. You make a meal, tastes like do dog crap. But guess what? You pulled your finger out and you went and made a meal. It may not taste the greatest, but you've made the meal. So still celebrate making the meal. In life, we make meals. We go out and we, we make choices. Whether we like it or not, those lead to our, our, our reality, our outcomes. But we've created that. But by celebrating the creation of it, we can find a space of joy and from that space of joy, we're more empowered to make better choices going forward so that in future, we might follow the recipe a bit closer, not so much salt, you know, mm -hmm. don't burn it. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I generally, generally don't have any regrets. Like my mind, it's not even me pretending like fake it till you make it. I genuinely yeah. have no more regrets in my life. And that's because I've transmuted them into things to celebrate. Yeah. And, and that's exactly why I almost wasn't going to ask it because I don't, really believe in regrets I, I, mm -hmm. I like you said I think once you take that power and you've gone on the journey we have mm -hmm. and you realize that you create everything in your life good and bad mm -hmm. like you, said, you created that and and I had it it's so funny because I had a moment today and I think it was before I even wrote these questions down but it was just you know those 30 seconds of pure joy and bliss at everything that has happened in my life and mm -hmm. thinking, like you know there's like we say the, the challenges don't end and they come big time yeah. dealing with right now. But in that moment, it was like, thank you for that. Like thanking that person because you are making me grow. You are making me learn way more about myself. You're making mm -hmm. me grow more of myself. Mm -hmm. and, Holy shit. I have so much joy coming into my life. Lately yeah. that it's amazing. And to have those moments where you just go, thank you for yeah. all of it. Empowered states are the, the best way to go forward. I mean, like we've said a couple of times on the podcast, 
wisdom is the memory without the emotional charge. By saying I don't have regrets, I'm not saying that choices that led to less desirable outcomes haven't happened in my life. They have. However, I take the lesson from those choices, celebrate my creative power, which allowed it to happen in the first place, find something genuine to be grateful for that I've learned from it, and take that empowered state, move forward, and don't make those same shitty choices again. So it's not that I ignore it and put my head in the sand. That's stupid. But you take the wisdom out of the situation by taking the memory without the disempowering emotional charge and then you point forward and you get going. Absolutely. That may mean that you may need to go and apologize to people. Right. You may need to go and make things right with people. I'm not saying that, oh, you know, I robbed a grandma on the street. You know, I don't regret it. You know, I'm, I'm empowered. I'm a spiritual being now. No, restitution is a part of growth, right? Wholeness, you can't have um, those holes within you and be whole moving forward. You have to deal with it, but you deal with it from a loving, a self-loving and outward loving empowered state, which regret is not. Would, so that's it. That. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be robbing any old ladies. No, don't. Rob old ladies. <laughs> that, no. That's, that makes you an asshole. And I just, I just wrote about that in my blog. The exact same thing you said is if you don't take the wisdom from it, which a lot of people don't, those mm-hmm. same situations will keep recreating in your life so it's just like with your blog you're telling a very deep personal story about your past in the blog but you're not telling it for people to feel sorry for you you're not telling it um for um to spread the sadness you're telling it to show the shift and to spread the message of empowerment that comes from this is where i was and this is where i've grown to you're taking the wisdom out of it and you're sharing that with people that's all I, I hope to do with that. So, yeah. Yes. All right. Here's a fun one for you. Okay, dokie. And you know, I couldn't remember if we had this one last week. I, I know I had wrote it down, but I don't think that we answered it. I'll remember. I think it's great anyway. So, what is the best advice anyone ever gave you? Uh, we did do this one last week. Fun. All right, quick. Should I, should I just quickly do it? I'll, I'll, I'll give a, a, a quick snip on it, and then everyone should go back and listen to episode two, session two of the Q&A session and that is nobody cares about you you've probably built up a much bigger story and it's so funny because I was writing about this today in the book actually I've decided to write a section about this in the book because it ties very much into uh, a big situation that I had which I write about uh, and that's I was weighing myself down with the memory of something about a mistake that I'd made in my life and somebody literally my my then friend literally was like, dude, like this thing that you built up, you're really not that important. Not that many people care about you. Like, but he wasn't even saying it from an impact. He was literally mocking my life. As he, as he, did. <laughs> he was literally mocking my life when he gave me this advice. He wasn't doing it to empower me. He was actually doing it to be nasty. Okay. Okay. But it's quite funny because um, I didn't realize it at the time because I didn't really know who he was as a person at the time. However, literally, 99% of the things that you've created a story about in terms of, oh, you know, I can't go to school today. Everybody hates me. Yeah, right. Probably don't think about you that deeply. Right. You know, maybe if they see you, they might throw a bit of shade, but it's, it's seriously, get out of this thing right. of people really caring that much about your story. They've got their own things going on most of the time. 
yeah, it's that fear thing, right? It's yeah. like over in our head, oh my God, like you mm-hmm. said, why, why aren't they texting me? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they mm-hmm. doing that? And if they, if, if they do, if they, if they are thinking about you, who gives a toddle watch? It doesn't matter. Right, right. So right. that's it. Um, okay, so would you say that goals are effective? Um, if they've got the right energy behind them. The right energy and intention. If I just write a goal down, it doesn't really do much. By the way, for those listening to this, I'm looking at my hand. I've just air written. <laughs> I've just air written a goal on there. This is my goal. Um, yeah. Again, quite funny. I've just decided to write an appendix to uh, Stepping Beyond Intention. An appendix? Appendix? Afterward. Yeah, an appendix about goal setting. Because goal setting for me was how I came into the world of visualization and stuff. Uh, goal setting is important, but goal living is more important and the most powerful ones are the ones that have got the right energy behind them and the strongest energy will come from the the most focused intention so goals are important but they need the right energy the right intention and action and action yeah right? otherwise yeah. it's pointless yeah i mean how many people do you know that write new year's resolutions every year for for a week later to have them thrown in the garbage yeah, it's pointless absolutely pointless absolutely pointless um how do you get what you want in life um i make a plan make a decision with um a level of energy within it which means that it's it it means enough for me to go and do it um i get the right support i test the plan check feedback and then i take massive action love it simple it is simple right yeah it is simple but it's simple if you've got a big enough why. If you don't have a big enough why, then you are going to struggle with it. Yeah, absolutely. Back to that, you know, you have a big enough stick poking you in the back. That's right. Or a big enough carrot pulling you in because, you know, yeah. Yeah. joy is one of the biggest motivators ever. But unless you understand the beauty of joy, then it won't be a big enough why for you. And yeah. it, it beca- it's, it's faded into this whole thing of the hippie culture. Oh, love and joy and grace. These are really powerful things if you take the chance to tap into them and see what they can do for you in your life. Um, but yeah, the carrots, the carrots are even more effective than the stick, really. Yeah. But sometimes people do need a bit of a stick to point them towards the carrot. Yeah, and I think once they get a, t- a small taste of it. Yes. I know in my own life that's been, been the case for me. So. Taste it and see it's real. Will psychology and neuroscience converge at some point? I can't say I know enough about either. I, I would tend to say I think that they already have. Okay, well, let's let Emily talk on this one. No, I mean, I think um, go on YouTube and Google and, and you will find a lot of people that are kind of merging the two together at this point because they are finding out so much about neuroscience and how the brain works and yep. um, how that directly translate into psychology and why we do what we do so mm. absolutely they are already and it's just life-changing so okay I, yeah go do some more research on that i hear you i, hear you. I see you doctor <laughs> m dr m <laughs> no um okay so this kind of it, it translates into the the one of the previous questions i asked you but um you know if you have any more more thoughts on it 
If you were given the opportunity to go back and change one event in your life, would you take it? Why? And what would you do? If not, why not? I would say I would have said four months ago, I would have said it would have been um, losing my company when I was 19 and getting into trouble um, and losing everything. I would have said that before because everything in my life took the weird downward tumble from then. Um, vilified and called all sorts of horrible things and stuff. I would have said that definitely. And it's a very tricky one for me because other people have been affected. So for their sake, I would have said, yes, I would have undone that six to seven month period of my life when I, when I had my, my first company when I was younger. But then had I not had those experiences and not come through that fire, I would not be the man I am today. So for me, when I had my very deep, profound um, experience, when I unlocked, um, I unlocked my, should I say, I set aside my resistance to the mission that I'm living now. It happened when I was able to accept everything, including that experience and find gratitude for everything in my past, everything. Because there was a lot of it I found, I, I found pockets to be grateful for. So for example, the humility that I had to learn going through losing everything made me a less arrogant, as I've spoken about with you, and a more humble, loving person. That's easy for me to find. I'm a better person. That's quantifiable. Um, that's that. Um, even down to the things that I took the time out to learn and do during that time in my life, everything with music that I've learned to do, languages, um, even down to my diagnosis of my Asperger's happened because of, I was in a really deep, depressed, anxious, horrible state and had to get seek medical help. And then I chanced upon someone who understood about adults with autism and Asperger's, identified it. And since then, I've had an upward trend. I don't have the anxiety anymore. I don't have the social stress because I've got tools to deal with it. So I found all of these very surface things to be grateful for, which is fine. However, the gremlins normally sit in the darkness, don't they? And it's in the shadows of the experience itself, not the benefits I had on the fringe of the experience, but the actual experience itself. That was where the magic really happened for me. And so the one thing that I probably, even if it was just for the sake of other people, my mum, other people that would have been affected peripherally or directly and indirectly, I would have said, yeah, I would like to undo that. However, the work that we're, the work that we're doing right now, the road that I've ended up on, I mean, if I hadn't, if I hadn't lost my place in Oxford, for example, and I'd gone, worked in the city, I would have been very wealthy. Um, I've done very well. I would have had stability. Um, I probably know who I would have ended up. Mar- I think I've said we've said this before. I probably know who I would have ended up marrying. It's one of a couple of people. Hello, darling. Um, and then I would have I would have had a, a pleasant enough life, but there would have been a gap. Yeah. You know, I feel so fulfilled. I get so much joy right now from literally every day. I mean, just today, a couple of people have hit me up, just like oh, you know so inspired by what you're doing 
one dear friend of mine, Davina. Hi, Davina. I hope you're listening. And if you're not, I'm going to tell you off. Davina's known me 15 years. Um, and she's talking about how she's seen me grow over this period of time and how proud of me she is and the change that's happening in her life. And people saying, you know, I was telling my friend about this and people commenting back about the book. And I had an amazing review on, on, on From Time to Time, the time management book on Goodreads. I don't know if you've seen it, but that yeah. like, you know, yeah, have a look. It's really sweet. And it's like, they're talking about all the benefits that they're getting. Yeah. And I came to this work saying, do you know what? I only want to help one person. If just one person's life is made better by everything that I've been through, it was worth it. But literally tens of people. Now we've got some really oh, so blessed with the events that we're going to be doing next year, mm -hmm. the work that we're going to be doing with um, our secret project and stuff. <laughs> like literally from a place of love and humility, I can literally say thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people will be positively affected because of the work that has been enabled by the fact that I am the person I am today and that's a result of the experiences that I've been through. And so I, I can't take any of them back. There's relationships I wish I hadn't gotten into. Um, there's friends that screwed me over. Business relationships that shouldn't have gone into. Business mistakes that I've made. Um, there's been losses. There's been, all of that. I'd love to take some of them back. And maybe some of them, if I took them back, they wouldn't necessarily affect who I am today. However, I know that I am the sum total of those experiences and I wouldn't change that for anything. I'm, Truly, yeah. truly grateful for, for, for who I am today, truly. Oh, you're making me cry. Don't cry. Tell me <laughs> your thing. I want to know, know what you would change. Uh, uh, no, nothing. Good girl. Good yeah. job. No, absolutely not. And there, Good job. There has been, yeah, some, some definite, I mean, from big to small, there's yeah. definitely some Love it. Tough, tough moments. But, you know, like I said, even get those moments where you're just so grateful and and I was the same way Dan it's funny you said that if I could just reach that one girl that's sitting in the bed where I was you know and mm -hmm. just tell her and just show her that there's so much more possible then it's all worth it Mexico isn't the end yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Mexico is not the end <laughs> it makes it's just like you said it's it's a joy that can't be described until you feel it so mm -hmm. So no, 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 not one thing. Okay. Not one thing. Um, so there's one more question left. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that you've had this waiting in your in your little box thing for a while. So I wasn't sure, so you don't have to answer it. Um, yeah. Maybe you're waiting. But what is conscious capitalism? The reason why I'm waiting for that is because um for the now. Book, yeah, the book there's a book coming out in December stroke January um, called The Monk Who Drives a Lamborghini mm -hmm. and, and that's all about what that book's about that, that question's about so um, we will address it wait. we will wait but conscious capitalism basically is that you can marry positive intent love and natural principles with profitable business Business doesn't have to be conscious and have to be a charity. You can want profit, which is a natural thing in nature, growth, and still, and you don't have to be a, a cutthroat, ruthless asshole. I think capitalism 
in its purest, beautiful sense is growth, which is a natural thing in nature. However, humanity and its mm, minimized way of looking at the world. Oh, I have to drive down my, the wages of my staff. I have to, you know, cut, take the legs off of the competition. I have to produce an inferior product in order to satisfy my shareholders, et cetera, et cetera. I think when you come at it with the right energy and the right intention, when you put love into what you're doing, I'm not saying put love and the profit appears, you still have to take action, but you can have loving intent behind the action you take and therefore not have to take shortcuts uh, and be, you know, a dark and ruthless Scrooge McGrooge in order to make profit. I think there's enough for everyone. Um, and capitalism can be a beautiful thing. And that's what conscious capitalism is to me. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what we're, we're, we're carving that path. as we yes. see. So. Yeah. so that is all I have for you today, my beautiful Daniel. Thank you, my beautiful Emily. Yes. Yes. Been amazing. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. Um, I hope you enjoyed Emily's intro. That's right, Emily. I put it on your toes about the intro. Um, <laughs> I put it on your toes about the intro. We'll be back next week, Friday, with more questions randomly selected by Emily. Oh, actually, Emily, as well. I've had a few people started sending me questions by email and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to send those to you. Yeah, forward them on, no peeking. Well, I have to because I, I've seen them, but I don't know which ones you're going to ask me when. All right. All right. Remember, guys, you can send me questions on Anchor if you're on the app. You can also email hello at dreamwithdan.com. I think that is a real email. <laughs> you can also like me on Facebook, Daniel Mangena, uh, and drop me questions on there. I'm also on Twitter at DMPOTB. Um, Emily, how can they connect with you? Um, they can go to our Facebook page. It's Insight Unlimited LLC. Yep. So email at insightunlimitedllc at gmail.com. Excellent, excellent. Send us queries and questions. We'd love to share lovely wisdom with you. We uh, sign off now with love. And again, hope to uh, share space with you next week. Bye, love. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.